Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. Hey, everybody, we're coming to the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 today, starting in verse 27. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why so many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other. If you are really hungry, Eat at home so you won't bring judgment upon yourselves when you meet together. I'll give you instructions about other matters after I arrive. Paul continues on the teachings and warnings about how the Corinthians are participating and practicing the Lord's Supper or communion, as you might also refer to it. And what's got to be crushing Paul at this point as he writes this is that the Corinthian church, the people he cares very much for, is disregarding God's grace in the matter of fact that as communion is a sacrament, as it brings us as a physical means by which we receive God's grace, they are just disregarding it as they partake in an unworthy manner. Also, they are highly divided in how they worship, and we see this in the way that they practice Holy Communion. So it's kind of a two-fold punch here as Paul starts to show them the consequence of what it looks like when you dishonor the Lord in this way. Some are sick, some are weak, and some have even died. And it's a reminder here that the way that we receive God's grace should be taken seriously. This is a sacrament, and as we've talked about, there are really three ways that we receive God's grace. The first and primary way is through God's word. God's word very clearly tells us that our sins are forgiven because of the death of Jesus on the cross on our behalf. And we have new life in him through the resurrection. And that life is victory over sin, death, and the devil is passed on to us at that point. The other two sacraments, the other two physical means are communion, which we're looking at today, and baptism, which we will look at as scripture continues to talk about that when we get to those episodes. Now, the question for us to consider here today, as Paul is talking to the Corinthians about the way that they are partaking in an unworthy manner, leads us to wonder, okay, how do we do this properly? How do we participate and partake in the Lord's Supper in a worthy manner? Paul points it out here that we should examine ourselves before we eat the bread and drink the wine or juice, or how it, whichever way your church does that. As you examine yourself, what are we examining for exactly? Well, for sin. That's the, the, the thrust of all of this here. The Lord's Supper is a proclamation of the forgiveness of our sins. And Paul points that out in verse 26. And as Jesus says, do this as often as you eat and drink of this in remembrance of me. This cup is the new covenant that is formed because of the shedding of his blood, right? So it's important that we not be partaking in the Lord's Supper and participating and living in sin at the same time. Because if we don't examine ourselves, if we don't examine ourselves for sin, we are saying two things. First off, that sin isn't serious, that it's not significant and we can just go ahead and ignore it. The second statement that we are making is that Jesus' death on the cross really doesn't matter. Not really anyway. So as we look at the importance of why it's so necessary for us to examine ourselves, well, 
the unfortunate conclusion that we reach is that, yeah, you know what? We are sinners. The bread and the wine here, as we look at this, it seems pretty unimpressive by themselves. And I'll tell you the truth that even if you're using uh, wafers or unleavened bread or uh, normal bread or whatever you use for that, or even the juice or the wine, they're really unimpressive by themselves. This is not meant to be a filling meal. This is not meant to be your main caloric intake here. What happens here is that when the bread and wine are joined with the promise and proclamation of Jesus, that this is for the forgiveness of sins, that is when these elements take on that salvific power. That this is, <laughs> I realize that sound, makes it sound superficial or, or even trivial, but it, it's true that this is what brings the salvation, is that when it's combined with the word of God, this is how we receive God's grace. Whenever you do it, however often you do it, wherever you are as you do this, do this as a community of believers. Communion is, is right there in the word, right? You are to do this as the community of the church, that you are joining your local church body in all of this, but then you are also joining the rest of your brothers and sisters in the faith around the world and throughout time, that you are doing this to declare the forgiveness of our sins that we have in Jesus, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes again. As we examine ourselves, we come to the conclusion that we are sinners and that we don't deserve it. But that is what communion is exactly there for. When we come to realize that we are sinners, communion comes and gives us the assurance of the forgiveness of sins that we have in Jesus. That when we eat the bread and when we drink from that cup, that we are tasting those elements that is a physical reminder that as we leave the place that we partake in those elements, that our sins are forgiven. We, we can still have that taste in our mouth. It is the physical reminder of that forgiveness. So all of that coming back around to the sense of community and the importance of doing this as a group with other Christians, how does communion help strengthen the community within the church? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistol. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.